This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Do you absolutely need money from the city in order in order to get a deal done? Do the Flames need money from the city that they don't have to pay back? Well, I don't want to get cornered on that. We actually are putting money in to this process. Um, uh, how, we're not asking the city to give us money. Okay, this is a piece of public infrastructure. Then let's assume that we disappear from the planet. I'm pretty sure that 20 years from now, we're not going to be sitting in this room, whoever's sitting here, going to be sitting in this room having this kind of a conversation. Every meaningful city in the world has a gathering place where they can bring entertainment, sports, community events together. Uh, uh, I, you know what my most inspiring building was? was the Roman Colosseum. I went to see it a couple of years ago, and I was then inspired about this. Think of that. Uh, from then till now, every city has had a beautiful uh, and spectacular place and or has replaced it with an ever-increasing. You have to go to Detroit. This thing in Detroit is a piece of work. This thing in Edmonton is a beautiful piece of work. Um, cities are going to have them. This city will have it. Um, whether we'll be participants financially in it or not, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it'll happen. So you have nice stuff to follow up. So is that a, is that a no? I mean... <laughs> So, I mean, it's it, it, because a lot of people see that the city paying X number of millions of dollars. Yes. And if 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 they're not getting the return on that investment, then that is just giving why, money. Why don't so, you, why don't you uh, decide this business of return on investment, okay? This public benefit, because now we're into it. Why don't we all agree on what public benefit is? Why don't we all agree on what payback is? Is it social? Is it cultural? Is it financial? Is it the CRL? By the way, the city's funding model for, for our position comes from a CRL. You get bored of that line, right? Community revitalization levy. You build a hotel out here, the hotel pays two, three million dollars in taxes, okay? That is their payback. You build an office tower, oh, we got empty office towers, can't build any office towers. Okay, we'll build retail space, we'll build condos. That's what's going to go here. And by the way, I think there probably will be an office tower. I have somebody who wants to build one here. Um, but. Uh, God forbid, we have empty office towers down there, so we'll exacerbate the problem. I probably slipped in saying that. It wasn't a planned slip, by the way. I can I can mess up on my own. So so the payback is massive. It is called a community revitalization levy for a reason. You invest money, you build things. The taxes that come from those things pays the city back more and more and more and forever. And we are the catalyst for that. Unless you don't think we are. Okay. So that, I think, explains their position here. So they are looking to be involved in the development. So they are looking to be in both the putting hockey on the ice business, in the arena operation business, and the building office towers and condos business. Okay, right, fair enough. And certainly that's what we're seeing in Edmonton, right? The Gates Group is certainly doing all of those things. We got some potential issues here. There is already a community revitalization levy, and that was used to rejuvenate the East Village, which the city determined to be a priority. So that still exists. And in fact, the, the Bow Tower falls within that, that boundary, and that made a big difference. If we went back to the West Village that the Flames 
want to go back to. We would have competing community revitalization levies. That's problematic. And is it in the city's interest that we draw more of that out of the core and funnel it off to, to the East and West Village? Right? In Edmonton, maybe it was more straightforward. This specific area of downtown, we need to develop. We're desperate to develop it. And that's happening. It'd be happening at the expense of other parts of downtown. And that's the debate around a community revitalization levy. Is this all development that wouldn't otherwise exist? Not necessarily. Right? The city's going to have so many businesses that need office tower space. The city's going to have so many people who live here and want to buy condos. Now, if it really matters to develop a certain part of the city and you want to divert it there, okay. But I think you need to realize that's what you're doing. You're diverting it from what would otherwise exist somewhere else to this area that you want to build up. But it's not necessarily new. It's not additional money that wouldn't be there. It's money that's coming from this part of town that might otherwise come from some other part of town. So I think that's what needs to be understood about the community revitalization levy. The, the notion that it's free money, that it's new money, is not necessarily the case. But as you heard from Ken King, that's how the Flames envision the city recouping its investment. They're going to pay for half the cost of the arena. The arena get built. Other stuff will get built. That stuff will pay property tax. That's how the city will get their money back. But it's not quite so simple. Let's go to the phones. More time for your calls. Steve, how you doing? Yeah, I just came back from Montana, and I just and they told me that Garth Brooks played in Billings, a building built in 1975, seats only 12,000, and his business manager must be pulling out his hair saying, this is not how you maximize profits. And Garth must be saying, no, this is how I maximize my ability to reach my audience. Mm-hmm. So it's a different thing there. But if I was the Flames, I would go to the banks and say, look, whoever gives me a 35-year loan, at 4% has naming rights. Okay. Now, if I sell out 100 events, 20,000 seats for 35 straight years, that if you just did ticket price increase only, that comes to seven, eight dollars a ticket. But they will, they will have more than 100 events a year. So that brings it down to say four or five dollars a ticket. The average ticket price is not eight dollars. So it doesn't double the price. The average ticket price is over a hundred dollars unless you're going to see Hitman and lacrosse. But the bottom line is, if you just did it on ticket price increase alone, the Flames nor the city would have to put in a dime. But then how do you sell it to the banks? You say, you got naming rights for 35 years, and uh, and we'll pay it back on the increased ticket price. And uh, that, that, you know, I would just float that to, to the Canadian banks and uh, see see what comes out. But again, the flames aren't out two hundred million. Taxpayers aren't out two, except for the cost of of upgrading the infrastructure to support that building. I mean, a lot of people don't remember this, but the city paid spent sixty five million dollars upgrading the grid system so it could handle the saddle dome. Right. That was sixty five million dollars, and the, the city didn't get a payback from these guys. The, the difference is is I don't know what your taxes are in your house. Mine's about 2600 a year. I don't live in a $600 million home. Right. So I don't know what the taxes are on something like that. But, uh, of course, uh, the school board gets half that. But, you know, I, I think everybody would win with just 
that one business model I just threw out there. I would actually throw it out there and see if a bank, any of the banks bite on that. Okay, that's an interesting idea, Steve. Appreciate the phone call. But that would be something for the bank. So I, I think what Steve is saying, let's say it's $500 million for an arena. You borrow $500 million from the bank, from a bank, plus interest. I don't know what that works out to. But the bank's getting something of value, being the naming rights. So you take that off the, the principal, and then you would generate the payment on the rest of the loan through a, a ticket tax. I think that's what he's, he's suggesting. But sure, a scenario where neither the Flames or the city have to pay anything, I think that would, that would be appealing to people. You know, by the way, one city that never gets talked about in, in this whole conversation is Kansas City. And it's funny because Kansas City, you would think, would be, ah, sometimes it comes up. But it's not often that, that owners threaten to move to Kansas City. Kansas City's funny because they're kind of like Quebec City. They built an arena hoping that maybe they could lure a, a pro sports team to their town. Uh, and it was, there was a vote that took place over a decade ago, and they, they used uh, hotel tax, car rental tax, to, to generate money to build an arena. Uh, well, more than a decade later, Kansas City doesn't have a pro sports team, at least that uses an arena. And they've kind of moved on from the idea of ever getting one. So they built the arena. They hired uh, AEG to operate the facility. Uh, so that's what they do. And they bring in all kinds of concerts and monster trucks and pro wrestling and all that stuff. And so they make money off doing that. And the city gets a cut as well. And they're kind of happy with that. And they did it as part of trying to, to rejuvenate part of their downtown, and, and it did so. So there's the, you, you can almost separate the two questions, the facility question and the pro sports question. Anyway, I think it's an interesting example. All right, 403-974-8255. Quick break. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.